there was a man who had two sons. So begins one of the most famous stories that Jesus tells. My running joke that a number of you have already heard is that even if you've not heard this parable of the prodigal son and his brother in its biblical form before, fear not, because for some reason this story arc has seemed to connect with the popular media in a way that other biblical texts have not. After all, how many Hallmark Christmas movies follow the plot of a young person living in a big city, stressed out, caught up in doing all the things all the time, only to return home to the family Christmas celebration, find themselves, discover the love that they'd been missing out all along? Spoiler alert, it's all of them. Yet, I remember hearing this story in Sunday school and hearing sermons preached on it on Sunday morning that often focused on that younger son and his return home. And those just never connected with me. I'm the oldest kid in my family, and as such, I am used to being responsible and hardworking. I'm careful. I like organization and order. And above all else, I like things to be fair and just. In fact, I care about fairness a lot. I'm the oldest kid in my family, and as such, in reading today's parable, I want to turn to the younger brother and say, What on earth were you thinking? How could you run away from home? How could you spend that money so irresponsibly? How could you think that what you were doing was okay? I'm the oldest kid in my family, and as such, I would turn to the younger brother, shaking my head in disappointment and resentment, because at my core, I know that the Father welcomed you home with open arms and no questions. Yet, yet at my core, I need you to make sure you understand just how much fear, destruction, and sorrow you caused before I can offer you forgiveness. Younger brother, I need you to bleed repentance before I can give you an inch of forgiveness. I need to withhold my forgiveness because otherwise I feel powerless. I know that this is a problem. I know that biblical scholars and theologians will paint me, the older child, as self-righteous, arrogant, and full of unholy spite. I know that my seething, my bottling up of my anger will drive a wedge between us. I know that the bitterness that I have allowed to fester and swallowed up my courage, it swallowed up my courage to admit that I am just as lost as you are. I know that I've done all the right things, said all the right words, followed all of the right rules, and so here I stand 100% right and 100% alone. We have to rejoice and celebrate. So says the father to the older child, as the child stands in the cold, arms crossed, heart bleeding. It seems ludicrous. It seems risky. It seems radical. This love that the father is showing the younger child, because it is, 
And for people like me who want things to be fair and just, this love is so annoyingly unfair and scandalous. Yet, when we're lost and alone, no matter how this happens, in an absurd act of love, God welcomes us home with a tear-soaked embrace and celebration before we can even get a word of confession in edgewise. We began worship this morning by hearing the words, God, we do not live as you intended. We think of ourselves at the exclusion of others. We hold back forgiveness. We fail to serve you by serving others. Yet, yet God does not leave us alone. God is always with us and ready to show us indescribable joy. And friends, before we even said those words of confession at the beginning of service, the banquet of Holy Communion is set. A foretaste of the feast to come, a reminder of God's absurd love, which is always there but can be so easy to forget. We have to rejoice and celebrate. So says the father to the older child. And so is God saying to us, what will it take for us to join in the celebration, to embrace the grace and mercy that's being offered to us, to laugh and dance and have our hearts healed at the feast? We're never told the end of the story. We never find out what the older child decides to do. We are left with the father standing in the doorway, waiting for the older child inviting them to stop being lost. So too is God standing in the doorway, holding out a hand, inviting us to write the end of the story, inviting us to stop being lost. Amen.